Hello and welcome to Stop Your People Need You. I am Danny Gray, or my name is Danny Gray. I am, I think that's a bit weird. Anyway, but as ever, I am joined by, joined by my normal comrade, Luke Hall. How underwhelming. There we go. So, so here we are talking about hopefully lifting people and starting their days off well or ending their days, days on a high note by normal Luke Hall. I like normal. You know, I think you know, I, I, I don't mind normal. I'd like to think of myself as normal. I'm talking a lot about being human at the moment. I so, like to mix uh, things up a bit. That's what it is. Yeah. Luke. It's, it's, no, it's, it's, I like to mix things up. You can't be awesome all of the time. That's the No. Point. I wonder if people actually just skip this part because they know we're doing it and <laughs> they find know. it extremely boring. It's not Probably. funny. Like, it's com- it's not funny at all. Why do they find it funny? I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is the annoying part. I wish they'd shut up. But yes, hit, hit, uh, it, it, hello everyone. Um, it's it's good to be with you as ever uh, for another part two because we know, keep having yeah. lots of part twos. We have had a few part twos, um, but you know, and, and it's interesting, isn't it? You know, you said before about. You know, have we got the length of these things right? Are we doing it in the right way? And I, I still firmly believe we have. Um, and I think it's fair to say that, you know, generally speaking, people compliment us on the fact that it's quite a nice duration. Yeah. Um, but we do find ourselves sometimes, it's it's a, it's homage to the fact that um, we make it up as we go along. And I mean that in the, <laughs> in the, in the loosest sense of the word. Um, in that, I mean that, you know, we don't plan this other than, what are we going to talk about? What's our top level agenda? And then see how it goes. We don't script it or no. any of those things. And I suppose, just like last week, we get in a situation whereby the conversation gets flown and before we know it, we're out of time. And and here we find ourselves with this sort of part two approach, which uh, I quite like. I'm liking it. I'm sure people are probably thinking, well, if you didn't do all of this rubbish at the start, you might get a bit more in. <laughs> exactly. I don't know how many minutes yeah. in we are already. Like, we haven't said anything yet. Anyway, it, uh, it is called, it is all about, and, and I think this is a great subject and was a great subject from last week, Great Connections um, was the title. But I think it's way more than that, isn't it, Luke? It is. It, it, it's really about opening up the word connection. Uh, we have our Connected Leader program at PTI Worldwide, uh, which we we work with our clients on, our learners on, and we take them on our Connected Leader journey. And that journey takes them from I lead myself to I lead the business to I lead the culture to I lead people. And 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 we, we we were talking about why we called it connected, how important that is right now in the world in which we're operating in as human beings, but also as leaders and managers, which is why we started this podcast. Um, and we got halfway. We did I Lead Myself and we did I Lead the Business. For, so for those of you that didn't hear last week, I'd highly recommend you get to that one first. But if you want to start here, we are today working on leading the culture and leading your people. So yeah, either way, you're going to get gain value from from today's on its own, or if you join it up to last week. Yeah, yeah. it's this word connection, isn't it? And connected, yeah. um, I think is a is a really interesting word. And and we we talked briefly um, about this last week. Just you know about you know we live in this sort of world where we're it by rights better connected than we ever have been before. Um, yeah. Because of 
you know, the likes of technology, you know, that helps massively. Um, we understand human beings now more than we ever have done. Um, although I think we're still probably a long way off truly understanding human beings, but we've got certainly got a better understanding of human beings than we ever have done before. And that, that sort of gives us almost an insight, you know, think about the type of work that we do, an insight in how to best communicate to, to others and then in turn create connections between uh, between other human beings. But you know, for me, it's, I think, broadly speaking, we don't spend enough time really truly thinking about how we connect with others. And I don't think we really understand the benefits as, you know, as leaders, you know, let's talk about it from a leadership perspective, of um, creating real true connections. And I, and I really enjoyed last week's examples of, you know, how you do that yourself, and, and how you do that across the business. And, I, and I'm yes. equally keen to explore today, as you say, Luke, you know, let's get into culture and then perhaps if we are we don't have to make a part three <laughs> that we get to people today we'll see how we get on indeed indeed and i and we move into culture and I, i'm 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 almost i've been thinking about today and starting with this statement of this is the most important one for leaders and managers and businesses right now but it's fair to say that there are a lot of articles uh, videos and well in fact there's decades of it that say that it all starts and ends with culture so it's yeah. an easy statement to make get your culture right and you'll be okay yeah, yeah. how easy many many millions and millions of pounds or thousands depending on the size of your organization have been invested into the culture of your business um so i think it's about i think what we have now are some examples of where it stood the test of time in the most difficult uh, mm. of time for most people people's living lives. You know, this has been a far far bigger test than two thousand and eight financial crisis. Yeah, yeah, far far bigger on cultures. Um, and I think if ever you wanted evidence to look at and go, does culture really matter, or is it? Do we always default back to the numbers game? inevitably um i think there's some really really positive examples that that push that away because let's face it a lot of bad corporate corporate behavior or bad business behavior does get lost in the business cycle appalling appalling decision making can be forgotten if the dividend is big enough to keep Shareholders happy, owners happy. You know, it really can be the reason that we go, yeah, well, it's all well, it's all good and said, this whole culture thing. But the reality is, when it suits, we can dismiss it. Um, and I think things are different. Um, and more importantly, and I think this is the, the big thing for me to Danny, to, today, Danny, is for the first time ever, as opposed to it just showing how it matters to your people, I think the public, your customers, expect companies now to be the best version of themselves, authentic and true to themselves, and show good values. I think it's there's a there is now an expectation that people will buy not just from great brands, but they will buy from organisations that have a great culture. Amazon aside. 
Yeah, I but, say. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Put that aside. Yeah. Well, it, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you talk about companies, and you know, right now in my life, I've got about half a dozen things that are going on. With we're having some work done around the house, um, which means that um, we've got various different um, trades and suppliers bringing in materials. Um, we've got. Um, I happen to be getting a new car, so you know I've got that happening, and a few other bits and pieces, and. I can say that in all instances, not even in some, in all instances of suppliers, they are all delivering exceptionally poor customer experiences. And if you go back to the essence of culture and say, if if culturally they had it ingrained in their people that the customer experience um, and and maybe you know is at the heart of what they do, then this would start to fight this battle. But more importantly. The reason why it's so poor is because of really, really shocking communication, right? That's that's what's at the heart of it. And I think, you know, there, that's where it begins. If you had a culture in your organization of true communication that connected your people yeah. to your customers in a way that created a bond between those two things and that your people's at the top of their mind is – who do I need to communicate with and when and what with, then it would transform the way they work. So, you know, in, so it's not as if we're, we're met with lots of good examples, although there are very many, many, many great examples of this actually around us. There's also some really shocking examples and some real examples of mediocrity. So it's, it's an interesting subject. I think that's a great point you make actually, Danny. I, and I hadn't, I, I've, in, in thinking about today, I thought about what I've just said, some examples of where cultures stood the test of time over the last 12 months during a global pandemic, but actually strip it right back. And I think communication is key. It's why when you and I designed the new version of our program, we detached communication strategy from and put that into sort of under the culture piece. Yes. And communication. Yeah, skills. Because I think, uh, yeah, because I, uh, yeah, forget the skills of communicating. Yeah, yeah. Think about the strategic approach to communicating. I that's think that's fine. a really great starting point. If you're going to do anything, really, really plan out your communication. Think about it. Yeah, Be strategic yeah. in that. In your it how skilled somebody is in communication, that's irrelevant, isn't it, if it's not being deployed in the right way? Yeah, no. I, I, I 100% agree. And and also, I think there's a lot of great businesses out there, to, to, to be fair to them, that probably don't communicate some of the great things they do culturally either. Because it's almost that's kept for the people, for the for the for, for the for the employee. I think it's really good when and this is when I go back to the if we call them the public as opposed to the customer, they're they're expecting now businesses to have a heartbeat. They're expecting businesses to care. And caring doesn't just come from we will care for you. It's all you know, you go into a let's say you go into a retailer. And you, you're given the best customer experience, but you know, only last week you read something about how appalling they treat their employees. That be you'd be uncomfortable. In fact, would you even step into the store? And I think that's the point now, is that it can't just be something that's superficial. And you need your vision, you need your values, you need all of those things to to set out your stall. But in terms of living it. Are you communicating what you're doing and great examples? Because I think that is a really positive thing to do. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I do agree. And I think, you know, while some in this particular instance we've talked about customers, the in some instances the customer may not care, but I think in most instances the customer does care because it's about how, you know, it's, you know we, we talk about connections, but actually the, the word beyond that is actually relationships, isn't it? Yeah. And relationships are formed on the back of, you know, like-minded or, or people that think or behave in a similar ways. Um, and that's how that's how it works. So I, I think it is brilliantly powerful. And I think you're creating creating the right culture as a leader is critical. And I think if you get that bit right, then I'm not saying everything's easy, but I think it's easier if you get the culture a bit right. But I mm. think it's about how that culture connects to your people, to your customers, perhaps even to your brand, your product, your services. Yeah. It's every aspect of it, isn't it? You know, if you think about the, just look at the, you know, and, 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 you know around us and look at some of the amazing, you know, awesome brands, like really, really, really super cool brands. You know, they are, and really popular brands and successful brands, they are great at connecting everything in the world, even even their CSR policy is connected to that in some way, shape, or form to their culture. You know, their ethical sourcing is linked to the way that they're culturally set up, and it it creates this ethos. Yeah, that, that is at the core of a business, at the core of a team that people live and breathe by. And there's yeah. got to be, there, there has to be some sense in investing time, effort, and energy into understanding what that looks like today and where you want it to be tomorrow. Yeah. And may I add to that, because I think that is bang on. It's it got to be real. Don't do things superficially oh my word, to, yeah. to, to, uh, to gain plaudits in a, in a, in a time where you, you need to do that. Don't, don't try and um, and pull the wool over someone's eyes. No, and say we we're this type of organisation when really you're not. Actually, I think people would probably prefer it if you just admitted you're not. Um, yeah. there are many businesses uh, that have, uh, have fallen short in that sense, where they've sort of said we are this, we are that, and they've actually done exactly what I said they should do. Celebrated a lot of things that they do internally, so that they can gain this you know good pr and this good positive representation but we people are more intelligent than ever i don't think you can pull the wool over people's eyes if you if you're no. a human organization you, you you've got it you've got to be it every single day and i've got i've got an example i've got an example that i think absolutely nails this so we haven't talked about them a few times and that's timpson's so for those of you in the uk you may be familiar familiar with this for those of you not timpson's is a high street shoe repair and key company key cutting shop um i wouldn't uh, some would describe them as a, a humble high street brand uh, they have yeah. 900 stores amazing in the, in the uk so i would remove the humble and i would say they are a huge organization within the uk and i've referenced this a few times about their reaction to covid but on the the monday after the announcement of the uk furlough scheme they revealed which is still a family-owned business let's not forget this that it would pay it would pay out more than five hundred thousand english pounds a week to make up the wages of the staff on the furlough scheme up to 100 percent so half a million pounds a week, not forgetting that everybody was already being supported with 80% of their wage 
by the government. They knew that that was key. Now, okay, let's let's remove the the, the PR of this because it's incredibly great PR. Um, and for anybody that knows Timpsons, they'll know that it isn't just a PR stunt. But let's then think about what they've been doing for many, many years that cre- makes this an entirely consistent thing that they're doing and, and absolutely key to their values. So they recruit ex-offenders. Um, they uh, they give staff a day off on their birthday. They give their staff a week off when they get married. They are allowed, if you work for Timpsons, there's holiday accommodation around the country that they own that they can use. Little things like that. You know, little things, but huge when it comes to, you know, if you were to ask them, they're the bits that are important. The values support it. But that has resulted in, and I don't have the statistics, the most unbelievable retention rates when it comes to their people. Yeah, yeah. But... The clever public, well, now they now have information at their fingertips to be able to go, okay, well, let's see if this Timpson thing is just a PR stunt. And it didn't take long for you to realize that they are absolutely acting, not in a uh, a way that they see fit for the time. It's something that is instilled in their 150 deep years. Rooted. Deep rooted. On the flip side, we've got something like, Sports Direct, again in the UK, retail retailer of sports clothing. Um, they tried to keep their stores open uh, during the pandemic and cited themselves as key workers. Weatherspoons, a, pu- uh, a, a public, uh, a, a pub brand, drinks, food, uh, as you would know it. Um, their boss um, told the 43 thousand staff that they wouldn't be getting paid their 80 percent of furlough until the business itself received the money from the government and his advice to the uh, to all of the forty three thousand people is that if you're got a short falling in income while we're waiting to pay you because we're waiting for the government is go and work at tesco's because they need lots of staff and then you've used it a few times. Uh, the most probably famous at the time was Mr. Branson of Virgin um, demanding seven and a half billion uh, pounds for a bailout from the UK from his government. Island. Huh? <laughs> from, from his from, island. From, from, <laughs> from his extremely safe COVID-protected <laughs> island. So it, it, it just, it's fair to say that they those 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 brands will still function, Sports Direct, Weatherspoons and and Virgin. But they have done irreparable damage. Exactly. They will do. And uh, but you know, it it almost it, it makes the hairs on the back of my neck stand on end just to the sheer fact of, you know, somebody that turns up, goes to work and, you know, d- does a good job and all those sorts of stuff. And that's how the business reacts to you, um, in the light of the Weatherspoons example, versus the way the Timpsons business reacted. And then I always think about how those people behave when they come back to work. I can imagine, and I don't know this is a fact, so this is purely my opinion, but yes. I imagine the people at Timpsons, when they did were able to reopen their shops, were really keen to go back and start to, you know, contribute back to the organisation, or in the main, most people would have been, I would have thought. Mm. 
Whereas I can imagine the the, the Weatherspoons crowd were probably a bit more reluctant, going, "Damn it, I've got to go back to work." Type stuff because there's probably a bit of an animosity towards it. Um, I'll, I'm going to share. I'm just was sort of again. It's just popped into my head while we were talking about it, and you used a couple of real big, you know, organisations there and getting the culture right. I want to share one that's completely opposite. So um, my my best friend growing up at work, um, his dad owned a building contracting company um that was you know really quite successful and it provided some summer work for me as i was a you know 13 14 15 year old carrying buckets and and bags of concrete and stuff around sites to to earn a few quid um and my, my mate's dad was called dave and he was a just a cracking human being just a genuinely decent human being and he had the best interest of his people and his suppliers and his you know subcontractors he just his, his relationship to them was just the best you know he knew when all their birthdays were he knew where their wives were you know if people fell on hard times he was the first person to put his hand in his pocket you know i know even me as a late teenager in my early 20s couple of times that you know he overheard a conversation between me and Ian about me being a bit short of cash and he'd walk around the corner with 100 quid and say yeah i'll have that you know <laughs> that sort of genuine nice guy and um he um unfortunately that you know their, their company folded in um 2008 because of the financial crash the building industry went through the floor and they they just lo- they loaded themselves up with masses and masses of land that they then couldn't convert into property um and they 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 closed their doors with an enormous amount of debt owed to suppliers and providers and contractors um and they he, he swore that he would pay every single person back every penny he owed them. And he did, mm. you know, he, he, they, they set up a new business, you know, to try and get, get things moving. And they won some contracts. They wouldn't have ordinary, ordinarily won to repay that. And I think, you know what, that's when culture is at its core because it's, it's authentic. It's real. It's, it's, you do it because you want to do it and, and you yeah. do it because it matters to you. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I think about examples of like that when I, I look at, you know, when we talk about this sort of thing, you know, don't just do it because it's a mask or a front. Do it because it's something that really matters. And my word, you know, you imagine how many people would be more than happy to go and work for them and supply them, knowing that, you know, even in the toughest of times, they stood true to what they represent. I agree. And I, and I think this is a good example in a smaller business terms of, of, um, of, of what you've just described. Mate, I think it's a great example. And, and and what I actually like most about that is their bounce back ability yep. as an organization from bankruptcy to to, to restarting again. Yeah. It was phenomenal because the, of that trust that was built. And here's my prediction. I think two of the three examples, excluding Virgin, this is the start, the slow demise of those other two organizations. Yeah. Because whereas Timpson has spent 150 years doing what it has done to build that trust and that respect and that culture that now, now in a world where the people, the public and your customers can see and know every nook and cranny that's going on behind the closed doors. I question whether they'll be here in a decade's time, Mm. maybe two decades. It's the the start of the demise because you can't treat people. You can't, no, the way they have, and you, you you cannot expect customers to buy from your brand. No, no, and but yeah, I mean, I suppose unfortunately, fortunately for them, 
for now, they probably still will. But I think you're right. I think as the world evolves and changes, yes, it'll be interesting to see. And I, and, and I think this concept of culture will continue to be the top of leaders' discussion points. And I think it will become increasingly more and more and more important as the years and decades go by because of you know how much how important it is to us as human beings. Absolutely, and I tell you what, we we like we like. It is, it is, and uh, there's going to be a part three. Um, I knew there would be. I knew it when we started. I thought, I can see what's happening. That's why I planted the seed. I thought, this is not the end of this subject. Yes, it's not, and in all, uh, I will will state that we would never have got the I lead people bit done in the time we wasted at the beginning, if anybody's thinking that. No, we wouldn't. That wouldn't have. So we're not to blame here, Danny. The good I thing do want is to do a waffle at the beginning of the next one and still yeah. fit people in, so that's kind of quite good as well. Indeed, I want to. I want to recommend a resource. Um, Go for it. It's a bit of a plug for one of our colleagues, actually, uh, Danny. So we we uh, we pride ourselves on having quite a large associate network, and one of our associates is a specialist in culture. Um, and yes. coming out very soon, Leanne's been a guest. Oh yeah. Leanne's been a guest on our podcast. Right. Okay. Thanks <laughs> for the reminder. Leanne Hamley um, is uh, her her new book is coming out, I believe, in June or July. Re- available for pre order called The Golden Thread. Uh, me and Danny have had the opportunity to read the transcript. It's brilliant. Um, and if you want, well, if, 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 if it, to end on culture here, get involved with that book um, because. It really, really will help you. It's hot off the press. It's not one that was written in the 80s for a a 21st century business. It is ready to go. So I would highly recommend. Definitely. And that's it. Well, from normal me, as Danny calls me, um, to normal him. Absolutely. I don't mind being normal, mate. I've never really pursued to be anything other than just normal. I think I'm a pretty normal guy. So, yeah, I'm happy with that. We will speak to you next week. (laughs) See you later. See you, everyone.